All right, here we are. Zechariah Wizard. <laughs> you know, that's been right in front of my face uh, this whole time, and I didn't even realize it. That. <laughs> I so how are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. It's Friday. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm okay. Trying not to stress out about life. What, what do you mean? <sighs> My job is getting ready to change. So I've been like a nervous wreck for like the past month. And, um, long story short, I'm going to be training a bunch of people on Monday. So yeah. And I've, I've trained people one-on-one -on -one in person before, but never like six people with observers on the internet where there's like a bit of a language barrier. <laughs> so, How do you get a job server? I want to be an observer. What do they, you know, they just like staying in the back of the room with their arms folded? <laughs> sort of, virtually though. But no, that's like people who are sort of tracking the progress of what's going on and kind of they're there if things sort of, if there's any technical difficulties and whatever, but. I was an observer all week this week and I was a nervous wreck and it had nothing to do with me. So I'm just like trying to chill, trying to have some downtime before the chaos starts next week. <laughs> you know, I, I'm very, uh, we do all like our uh, meetings at my job uh, with the upper management team are all Zoom now, of course. Yeah even though we do work, we don't get in the same room anymore. And uh, I have to do, you know, I'm not normal. So 80s movie and find a still and put it in the background so it'll distract me from the fact that I'm on the phone and being looked at by all these people, you know. And yeah. So I can imagine that it makes me very uncomfortable to do those. Um, yeah, thankfully we are not on camera. Oh, oh, we have to be. They have to view my screens because I'm, I'm teaching them things uh, on so at least I don't have to be on camera. That would really be not fun. But um, yeah, it's just gonna be, I just, I just need to get it over with. Like it's the anticipation. It's kind of like when you go to play a show and you're like waiting around and you're nervous and you're nervous and you're nervous. And then once you walk on stage, you're totally fine. I hate the like, like I would do better if they were just like, oh, by the way, guess what? You're training people today, <laughs> you yeah, know? Two okay. Weeks. Yeah. But in two weeks, this is what you're doing. You're like, ah, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's me too. Thank I've been stewing away for, I think, two months now. Two months? Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably two months. And so the big, the big thing is like Monday. <laughs> so no pressure. They're like, hey, when you're 55, you're going to have to do all this stuff. You're like, what's it? Why do I, why do you tell me now? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's work talk. Who cares about work? Yeah. yeah. Although I was thinking earlier, like you and I have had some really interesting conversations about, cause we're sort of both in the same situation where we used to do like music pretty much full time. And then now we're just like working stiffs with kids and we do music, but it's like only a part of the picture instead of the whole picture. Absolutely. And, um, it's uh. I think it's a, a unique perspective because as we've talked about, most of the people that we know who are musicians are very 
selfish, I don't want to say, but very kind of egocentric about who they are and like what they want and what they're doing. And so having to divide their time. Yeah. Is it's, it, I think it takes a lot of, uh, well, it takes more than what I had to do. I, I chose to uh, get a career. You know? I didn't think it was ever off to where I could uh, feed a family with it, you know, so I just chose to keep doing it, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, my full-time yeah. focus. I did struggle yeah. with that. It is hard. It is hard. I mean, I mean, Mike and I kind of already had to do that anyways because of his health situation. So we already had to say, okay, well, we can't be full-time musicians anymore because at the time um, you couldn't get health insurance unless you were employed. And so he yeah. would die without <laughs> insulin. <laughs> so we had jobs, you know? And then, so we were already living the job lifestyle when we had Dirk. So it wasn't as big of a culture shock, I guess, even though we're old and had a kid, which was a bit of a culture shock. So but how old when, when you had I was 39 when I had Dirk and right. Mike is nine years older than me. So like right. we had a whole life before him you know Ooh. it's just different <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah I don't know um I that's why I think it's cool like when I meet other parents sounds weird nah, yeah. I don't even consider myself like a parent it's weird but um like you know you guys you know you and Toby and stuff it's like it's always cool to find other people who are doing the music and also like not taking off on their kid because I do know a lot of musicians who you wouldn't even know they have a child because they don't talk about them. They don't post about them. They don't show their faces. And I, and it's not because of privacy reasons. It's because that's not their focus in life, which is so bizarre to me. Yeah. Could never imagine. Couldn't even like, even now I would be several times that, you know, I'm, a, you know, I, I, he's always saying you have shows a year, and I'm like, hey, that's me. But I'm happy with that. I'm good. Uh, but we talk about, imagine, I see my kids sleep. I mean, I, I went to my 40th birthday. I went to the Cure 40th anniversary, and I signed. I went by, and that was five days. And I that's done every night. I don't even know how. I was missing my cat. I was like, right. Oh, Okay, I don't think you know. I, so I, the biggest you know 1980s record deal ever. They're like, yeah, we're gonna give you a hundred million dollars, but you have to tour 300 days a year. I, at this point in my life, I would say, you know, I couldn't yeah. do it. That, I guess that's the difference between me and someone who wants the dream more than I guess. Right. Right. You know, I can't yeah. return. My gosh, with everybody doing school online, though, I think you could almost make that work at this point. Yeah, now I'm like, online school? Uh, but yeah. I couldn't, uh, you know, I know that, uh, I think Cold Cave uh, West does that, takes his kid and his wife away, or they go everywhere together, which is super cool. It is. They make that work. But to me, you know, like I grew up in a neighborhood 
where there was 10 other kids that we went and played army and, you know, and this time we just hang out and you know, go chase women and do whatever, you know, all the way where 18 and moved out. Uh, so I don't think I robbed my child of that, you know, and maybe not everybody, every kid wants to do that. I feel like, right. you know, that I feel, I feel like I've kind of gone anyways, you know, like we yeah. don't know any, I don't know my neighbors. Yeah. I, same. Yeah. I grew up the same as you, um, you know, uh, middle of nowhere, Ohio, everybody knows everybody, every kid in the neighborhood played together. And like, I feel so bad for Dirk because I mean, first of all, COVID, you can't play with anybody anyways. But even then it's like, I just don't trust people. And like, he has some really good friends at school and I've trust their families because I've gotten to know them, of course, but like just random kids and stuff. I'm like, I trust the kid. I don't trust maybe the person that's living in the house with them. Yeah. Oh, and it's like, I feel bad. It's like they can play outside and whatever, but you, you're not going in anybody's houses. You know, it's like, it takes a, have to kill somebody. It takes a while to let go of that, you know, and, uh, so my oldest is 15, and it took me, it was hard, but I couldn't try of like staying the night, but I would, you know, I, I would, but I would do stuff like, you know, go drop them off with like a wife beater on, you know, shorts, it's like, all right, man, you'd be good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Something happens to my son. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I can't, and then now it's easier, I have three boys, you know, but um, I understand what, you, what you're saying about that, you know? But I couldn't take a childhood from my child just to live out my that would I couldn't do it. You know? Right. I, and I like my job. I like building stuff. And I've yeah. done well. I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, mine's okay. Like it is what it is, basically. <laughs> like I don't hate it. But right. would I much rather be doing music and writing full time? Uh yeah. But mm. that isn't life, so yeah, I mean, I you know I really envy Toby because he's such a, a cool dude, and uh, and matter of fact, we were just talking the other day because I'm really struggling with whether to keep uh, the secret post active, you know, because I mean there is no, I mean to me, I I can't see a end in sight for a show to be safe, you know, no. whether I just can't, you know, I know some people think open back up and blah 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 this, but not even just for audience people you know that you could expose but I don't want to bring anything home you know yeah. and uh, so my, my struggle is do I just go on you know to do an indefinite hiatus so I was texting with him and he was in the studio he called me later and we talked about it and what I, said, what I told him was I was struggling with the uh, loss of self-identity of being in a band I've been in a band for 25 years not this band this band Old, but I don't know if it will be stuck with me to not be, you know, in a band. Yeah. I guess, but if someone says, Oh, you're in a band, I, yeah. oh, actually, no, I'm not. I don't know. I've never He's said that. Well, yeah, I'm a, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, never, I'm not in a band, you know. It's so I, I was looking for a little bit of uh, counseling from, from him on that. We had a great conversation. He's, he's a good dude and a great friend of mine. And uh, 
but yeah, it's it's totally like I don't know what what are your you know you do something for twenty five years and then you you know I, I like I right now I do want to take a hiatus and I want to do stuff I've been doing I think I've you um, and I want to explore that and then I've got another do with uh, Rob Adams who produced the last two songs song. Uh, amazing drummer he was a drummer for Gene Lowe's well for 25 years and just on a whole other level of any other drummer I've ever played with like my brother's my drummer and I love him he's a great drummer but when you sit down with someone like Rob who started session drumming in the early 80s you can tell that he's been I mean it's, it's so we, we want to we together and uh, I kind of just want to my life not be called on to do a show you know or whatever like we don't do a whole lot of shows, but what we do is we host bands that come to talk. And I try to bring cool bands like Soft Kill, you know, Wingtips, uh, you know, that you know we don't normally get through here. I try to make them come through here so that and I have to play the show. Like I said, I dread it all the way up. I love, I do. I, when I'm on stage, I love to play live. I love delivery. It's like a drug for me. Uh, but everything leading up, I hate. Yeah hate it and so i kind of want to be free of that. but at the same time i don't uh, i don't know if that will mess with self-identity what are your thoughts what do you uh, well having been basically forced into that position i mean when i met mike um we were recording the burning circle and then after that was done we started touring and so it was like the band was everything and then when Mike got sick, everything stopped. And so we had to get jobs and we still managed to make it work. Like we would work someplace and then quit, go on tour, come back, get another temp job, work there, quit, you know, and stuff like that. But in the late nineties, when the scene basically disappeared, um, like it went from like you'd go to Borders and like they'd have a Lycia card and they'd have all of our CDs and then six months later everything was pulled there was nothing you couldn't find Lycia stuff anywhere um there was just like the record label was like on to the next thing whatever and then we moved out here to Arizona and it was like everything so much stuff had happened with the band that we were just basically like we're out like we couldn't get out of the contract we couldn't you know couldn't do whatever so we lost that identity essentially and it really does mess with you because it's so ingrained in who you are as a human being and even now like i have this work persona who's not related to this person and yeah. so still very, um, it's still hard for me at almost 50 years old to rectify the fact that I'm not a full-time musician. So I don't know that that ever goes away for people like us. Cool. <laughs> you just have to figure out how it works into your current situation, basically. So like, I think if you love doing it, you'll keep doing it in whatever manner of 
speaking, like whether it's you recording a song every once in a while or staying in a band and just doing it when you feel like doing it, yeah. you know? But I don't think it ever goes away from that yearning desire of more, more, like wanting more, more, more. <laughs> I don't think that ever goes away. Well, I think right now is like the most perfect time for me to have this little identity crisis because it's pretty much can't do shit anyway. So uh, I might as well uh, explore that now and uh, you know, for the and and the new and the landscape with music today. You know, you there's bands that don't, don't even play live and literally can record music. Sure. Piece music, make merch, and you. I mean, you don't even have to play live because you really don't. It's insane to me. And if you do want to play live right now, you can literally set up and do a video and play virtually. So it's also time for me to explore that. Uh, but I did have a little bit of a, a mental crisis about it. And uh, thank you, Toby, for making it. <laughs> I completely understand it, though, because it is. It's like this weird, torturous thing. And yeah. <laughs> like nobody, most, most people at my work don't know who I am or whatever. Like they don't know me besides the chick that codes insurance policies and when they find out it's always just like this weird what like yeah and I think you just but that part of me is just hiding when I'm at work <laughs> yeah exactly uh, and you know um I, like I said, like, a, like my wife is uh, at least your husband knows what you're, you know what how that feels and whatever but my, my wife is not musical in any sense she doesn't even have a favorite band like she is we are completely opposite zero tattoos uh has no taste in music at all uh, literally uh she never cusses you know maybe every once in a while and i'm like whatever the first fuck for me you know so but she she doesn't understand what i mean tonight she's like just do whatever you do and i'm like yeah but it's not that easy because i feel like it's who i am and i know it's not all who i am Right, of course. But to say to myself, you know, I'm not in a band, I think it will mentally mess with me. And right now, yeah. now's a good time to do it. And also, now is a bad extra mental. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if you just say, I'm never going to be in a band again, you'll regret that. But. It doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be like a pressure filled thing. You know, it's like, if it's not fun, don't do it. Right. But if, um, you know, there's, there's no rules to being in a band anymore at all. Like you said, I mean, some bands don't even play live. That I is mean, true. We haven't played shows in like forever. You know, you don't have to. Yeah. And you guys, you could set up in a garage and make a video. I mean, it's so easy now, really. <laughs> I'm never, thank you, Terry, talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was, uh, I, I wanted to talk to your opinion on that. Thank you for the insight on that. Because I've obviously been in that situation. So I'm glad to know that it never goes away. I don't I, think regret anything you know and you know i love my the guys in my band um a lot and uh but i kind of am ready to go on a on a hiatus and, something else. and because we can't do anything anyways right now yeah. that also weighs on 
feel also feel like when I talked to Toby about it, I have this responsibility for those guys uh, with my band, and you know, I don't want to let them down by saying maybe that's what they're hanging with right now. I don't know. Right. We don't even we don't get to hang out. The guys were obviously super close mind that we. And my brother is a drummer. You know, he still obviously comes to my house because that's my brother. But, uh, so I don't know. But that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. So thank you for the insight on that. I'm still I don't know if I helped any, but I mean, you don't, you know, I mean, if it's, if you don't want to do it right now, don't do it right now. And then when you want to do it, then do it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, I'm trying to, uh, you know, wrap my head around it all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh, one of the, one of the things I did discuss this evening with you was Billy Squire's shorts. <laughs> you thought I was fucking with you, but I'm not. That's Billy Squire's shorts. You know? I mean, I might have to pull up a picture of it on my phone. I mean, you know, because if you listen to his record, which my my mother, you know. Uh, exposed me to that, you know, well, lots of great music. She's the one that got here, uh, Eurythmics, you know, Motown, all of this, uh, Pink Floyd, you know, my, my mother was really hip, is a really hip and cool lady. And uh, if you did Billy Squire, you, uh, before those videos came out, did he, you know, you think he'd look like Robert Plant, or, you know, or, right. and then you videos in your life, he looks like Richard Simmons. Yeah. I mean, I've read articles about how that one video destroyed his, single-handedly just, just destroyed his career. Because yeah, he wasn't taken seriously it, before that. It's kind of sad. Like, he was completely manipulated by the record company, and, like, it literally ruined his career. It's yeah. so sad. It is. Oh. Outfit and some dance moves ruined his career. I mean, it was literally like workout video and I feel terrible for the guy because like uh, you know like you were saying what a what a player and what a singer man I mean shit yeah his songs are great oh excellent. even the one from the horrible video is a great song absolutely I like all I like all you know everything my mother ever played for me you know I have some of his songs so I'm not gonna lie um so anyways how, that was much, older, how much older than you am I I'm 42 Okay. All right. I'm not that much older then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm used to everybody being a baby, <laughs> like little. But, yeah. And when I was younger, older people, you know, um, a lot. So um, I grew up kind of fast. Well, you know, I was in a hurry to grow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Rob, you know, I think he, I don't want him a bad number because he's almost 60. Um, and you know, 25 when you're talking to him, and as he calls me a baby, and I'm like, he's like, man, you sure know a lot about my era, age, and you know. But again, as my mother uh, being, my mother was married to an in, in the early 80s, and here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in like 1981, nobody wore earrings. Or, you know what I mean? Hardly. Maybe these guys. You know, this is like legendary Tulsa punk man, and they got her then, but hardly anybody wore earrings. And uh, he was married to a guy, and he. I got a lot of my influence uh, from him playing records after being three or four years old. And, uh, 
you know, subliminally. I didn't know then when right. I was listening. I, I literally, uh, 90% of the bands I listen to are English, you know. So <clears throat> I think that had a big impact. But, uh, anywho, I don't know where I was going with that where and how that came out of Billy Squire's shorts. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't want, you don't want to know I, what comes out of Billy Squire's shorts. But, you know, I said I was going to bring it up, so I just wanted to do it. <laughs> Oh, poor Billy. I think, I think everybody thinks I'm sort of kidding when I talk about my love of Billy Squire and I'm absolutely not kidding about it. Oh yeah. I get that too. Like I'll post uh, something or a song or something and you know, people are like, I'm putting a laugh emoji and I'm like, what's funny about Cindy Locker, bro? You know? <laughs> I'll fight you. Yeah. What, what are you laughing at, man? Or, you know, I post George like, how dare you? That was another thing we were, that I want to talk about with you with stigma surrounding anybody in a gothy or post-funky band. Like, we have to only listen to Joy Division and fucking Bauhaus, you know? Right. It's ridiculous. And uh, it used to, I used to really pretend like that's all I listened to, you know, because of the image when I was in my early 20s. I cared. Yeah. I have to be, you know, the people. But, man, like, there's a certain guy in a certain punk rock band um, in LA and I met him at a show. I was playing a show and he just happened to be there. We became friends. I'm not going to name anybody. I'm not say this or not, but a legendary punk band. Um, he's like, dude, let's hang out sometime. You know, chill out. And I was like, I don't know if I live in punk things. <clears throat> so he comes to get me Firebird, right? And uh, he pulls up and I get down like, where are we going? And he's like, and he pops in this tape. You know, this is like 2003 or four pops in a tape well it's poison you know and he's like we're gonna fucking jam poison go drink some beer <laughs> you know because he's like liberty spikes and i'm like right. it really blew my mind because that was my early 20s you know and I, it blew my mind that uh someone in a legendary punk rock band listened right. to poison you know right. and uh so i think that stigma with all, all of that is really funny and uh it totally is it's funny too, like, first of all, people should just like what they like. Like, I hate all those like memes that go around, like, what's your guilty pleasure? Guilty. Guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty about anything that you like unless it's, you know, really awful, like illegal kind of stuff. But I mean, I don't be, I don't get that whole like feeling shame over what you like and whatever. And it is so true. And I don't know if it's it might be better now than it used to be. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think people are a little bit cooler about liking wide ranges of things now than it was back in the 90s. Yeah. But I mean, I it's like, and I can remember going to like the golf club or whatever, and there would be people there, like they would refuse to smile. Like literally, if you did something to make them laugh, they would like hide their laughter. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's okay to smile. It's just so stupid. And and I'm sure you probably get this too, where people assume that you like certain things. Like oh, yeah. everybody assumes I like like ethereal dark wave music. No. I really like don't. Like, Listen. Yeah. I mean, is is I have respect for it, and I think that some of it's nice, but it's like bland to me. Like it just doesn't. 
do anything for me. I'd rather listen to Conway Twitty, to be quite frank with you. I'm, I'm listening on that. Give me, give me tight fitting jeans over, I don't know. I'm not going to name it. No, yeah, totally. I'm with you on that. And you know, it, but I, I was guilty of that as well in my 20s. We all were. But I think as you get older, Give a fuck like now, literally. Uh, I was one day I was driving along, had my windows down. Mark song came on. I thought he was really terrible back in the day, yeah. and I listening to it, and I was almost shocked that I was really like this. Shit. You I know, know. But, that's fuck like it. I don't care. You know, Richard Mark, man, you got you're a player, bro. That's so, how I, Def Leppard. Like I hated Def Leppard, and like. I heard some Cinderella song the other day and I'm like, damn, that's a good song. Back in the day, I hated that stuff. And there's some stuff that I hated then that I still hate now. But like, if Def Leppard comes on and I'm in the car, I'm like thankful and crank that shit, you know? Yeah. I'm right there with you. You know, I, I more like the stuff, uh, Hysteria and Back, you know, like the first couple records were really, really rock and roll. But I, but I can't, like, I love like Photograph and yeah, that was when I was growing up. So I just, you know, I really like it. And uh, I'm not ashamed. How can I be? I don't like Bon Jovi. Uh, no, although, that's one of those bands. He's a good dude. I think he's an excellent human being. Right. Uh, God, can't get can't get with it, you know. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. yeah. But it is funny how things like that change because like I, like I said, I hated all that hair metal. Like you were talking about Poison. I still don't like Poison. But like oh I heard the Cinderella song. What, what song was it? Nobody's Fool. That one? I think that's Cinderella. I think, yeah. Nobody's Fool. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Scorpions? Yeah. I, I'm not even going to lie. I, was, I had a lot of Scorpions tapes. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I have about four or five tapes still. And so what's really fun to go through those and I'm like, holy shit, you know, I can't believe I bought that. Or, you know, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool for a young kid, you know, or whatever. Uh, but you know, I've got stuff in there too, like Oxen, you know, and uh, so shit like that too. Because uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm a sucker for pop as well. You know, most people look at me and they're like, oh, you're in a metal band, aren't you? Tattoos. This is kind of before now everyone has tattoos. It's not quite as bad. Back in the day, you know, I had sleeves, you know, 20 years ago, and they were like, oh, yeah, you're, like, you're in a metal band. And I'm like, actually, I don't listen to any metal at, at all. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what do you yeah. listen to? Uh, New Order and The Cure and stuff? I don't know. <laughs> you know? But uh, that stigma, I think it's, uh, it is kind of going away. But then I see, you know, stuff, and it's obviously still super, you know, relevant, and people are just so elitist. It's hilarious. Yeah. You know? They just take themselves so seriously. And I think what, like all these, like if you, if you look at YouTube, there's all these videos like breaking down the goth scene and the goth scene this and the goth scene that. And I'm just like, what a bizarre waste of energy. Yeah, that's a perfect, that is a perfect way to put it. What, why do you not have anything else going on that you have to sit there and uh, tell people you're not goth enough for this, you know? Like, yeah. Angela posted today, like, you know, people these days make younger goths feel bad because they don't have a certain brand. Like, you know, 
Well, the OG Goss, there were no brands. They made there the were zero. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to get in the club had you worn something with a brand on it. Oh, right. look at me. Fuck off. You know, we so. People posters. Because <laughs> they, they bought their persona. You didn't. Yeah. You just bought it off a rack. Those were yeah. posters back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They were like the rich kids whose parents could afford to go buy them like $200 PVC pants and like whatever. And and we just all saw them as just rich little spoiled posers. Yep. Yeah. But those now it's weird. Yeah. But it's really? also funny to me that people want to define themselves. Like why I don't want to have to have a label. Like I'm just a person that likes a lot of different things. Like I don't I never really understand people who have to identify as something specific. One and thing. It's so limiting. It is. Now, I was guilty of that earlier, you know, I did want, you know, my first band in California, Wise Man, which the, the guitar player actually is trying to be funny. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, we have, like I said, in my early 20s, I did push the job thing you know yeah. on them you're fucking wearing eyeliner because i wore you know as, you know 13 so i'm like you're fucking wearing eyeliner there's no colors allowed we're wearing all black you know this and this and that and uh you know all the flyers have you know vampire violence may occur you know you know be not afraid of the occult and just weird shit on there i thought that you know trying to create something right now it's laughable to me but uh and I, and I worked many years to get rid of that pigeonhole. You know, once you do that to a band, you're pigeonholed. Yeah, you for know. sure. Well, and, uh, when you're young, though, I think young kids want to identify so much with something. And, like, I've, I was talking about this with another friend. Like, you couldn't leave the house unless you were decked out. Like, people had to know that you were different than them. Like, God forbid you look normal because you don't want to be associated with those people. You know what I mean? But that's like being a kid. That, like, that's young. The, the thing that gets me is, like, people keep inviting me to these elder goth things, pages on um, Facebook and stuff. And I'm like, first of all, I am not elder. Yeah. <laughs> first of all. No, but it's just so elitist and weird to me. Like, I I can have a friend that's twenty and a friend that's eighty. Like, I don't need to differentiate. Like, you haven't been in the club long enough, so I'm not gonna be your friend. I don't have anything to talk to you about because you haven't been a goth since 1985. You know, like, so, so weird. It is weird, you know. Now, as I'm old, weird and. uh as I would kind of consider myself an elder goth, you know. Right. And, I mean, I wear I wear Jordan or cowboy boots. Uh, it depends right. on. The, I might look like a tomorrow, and the next day I'll dress in fucking cowboy boots and uh, you know a, a hat. Because I don't, you know, I don't really care anymore. But I do understand that when you're younger. For sure. But, but I think yeah. it's that being said, you know. Uh, there's so much gatekeeping these days. It's it's ridiculous. Like and like you said to me, all poser shit. I'm like, you guys are all poser. Those you're buying your shit from a store. <laughs> Go make a fucking band. 
you want to like back in the day you didn't you didn't you, you didn't get a band shirt if you go to the concert so what you do you went and bring bring one yourself i just did it last year uh there's a band called rose garden Park, texas and uh i contacted the singer leah she's awesome but contacted her i said hey I'm gonna make a bootleg shirt of your band. Is that cool? Because that's what we used to do in my day, and you don't have any shirts of it. She was like, "Holy shit! Hell yeah, I do that!" And so I did. And it's I think it's cool. They have, they don't have, you know. So yeah, people just don't make shit anymore, you know, or do whatever. Uh, now that's why you know I got to get up the soft skill for their merch game because you know they. I spend a lot of money on their merch. Uh, yeah, yeah, they got. I told Nicole a while ago, I'm like, you need to come up with your own clothing line. 100%. I think that would be a really good idea. Uh, you know, I feel like their stuff, I feel like I can buy their stuff because they do a lot of one-offs, you know? Yeah. And I love when they do like a, a play with another band, you know, like the people got really pissed off about the sad ball, you know, sure he did with her being in the mad ball pool. And, uh, I think it's awesome that you said that. And when you get it, that's it. It's gone. I love how like, that's it. It's gone. Uh, so that feels like it used to be where you make it. Yeah. Well, I think it also works to their benefit because you've got people who, people love to collect things. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, I got to get that new shirt because it's going to yeah. be good. I mean, it's super oh. smart. <clears throat> and then I have it. You don't just, haha, I didn't sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It all feels like original. So, you know, even though they do make, you know, 350 or whatever, they feel like super original pieces, you know, yeah. and when else with a, with a thought, um, you know, like, uh, like I would like, it was in England in Hyde Park, uh, the gear came on walking around and I saw a dude, shirt. so I went and hollered at him, Toby, I was yeah. like, if you come to the park, check this shit out. It's like a brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so, like okay. you know. See, that was an interesting thing, too, about back in the day, is that there were so few weirdos that when you saw somebody else that looked different, it was like, okay, I see you. And it was like, power to the people. And then now it's like, it's so watered down. Like, there's so many goths everywhere that it's like, are they a real goth? Like, do they even, or do they just buy the costume at the mall? Like, or off some Instagram model, you know, like, so I, it's like, I get it to, like, I get the people complaining about it to a degree because again, it goes back to the whole poser thing. Like you yep. can put the costume on, but do you know literally anything about yeah. any of the music any, or the culture any. or, you know, it's, it's sort of cultural appropriation for goths, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so it's not the same as it used to be where if you saw somebody different, you're like, we know the same bands. We, you know, we're in this, we're on oh, the same vibe here. Yeah. Now it's just like, goth is sort of, it sort of means nothing at this point. You know what I mean? When you're watching like a random sitcom and there's the token goth kid on the show, it's no. kind of lost the meaning of what it is, I guess. And I, I feel like I feel like post punk is getting there as well. You know that term used to get now you never hear it now it gets thrown off on that. I almost you know like how I got out of the was I started labeling my 
this time because then it kind of moved me out of it a little bit, but it's still acceptable by the gods. You know, the gods name and stuff, you know, I, I owe them because they were the people who listened to us first, but I didn't want to pigeonhole them. Right, a little bit of pop stuff. Um, and it's the post -punk. now I feel like 10 years later, the post punk is doing the same thing. It's just water. Everyone's saying, well, that's and you're like, me, you know. Yeah. And so now, now I just want to go full circle and come back to the late 80s or, or the mid 80s where we did an alternative band, right? I just make alternative music, right. but now it's like, what because now everything's alternative. And I want to right. fuck it now, I just want to make rock. And roll because now there's no rock and roll bands left. You know, like yeah. War on Drugs. War on Drugs is one of my favorite current bands. But they just make straight up rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, and that doesn't happen. So I feel like it just gets there. You know, it's funny. It's funny you said that about the post punk thing because I just saw a friend posting a comment today. I think it was on Angela's thread about how the term post punk has sort of become meaningless because they're calling everything post punk. And it was really only about a very specific era of things, kind of. And it, it, the same thing sort of happened with the term dark wave, because yeah. dark wave was like a little sliver of time. And now it's like everything's dark wave. So I don't even know what this stuff even means anymore. I, yeah, there's so many genres now that I'm like, I don't even know. Do I do this and this? I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Do yeah. I? Tell me if I look. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I mean, I like, uh, I saw somebody about white lies there, man. Yeah, know, yeah, they, yeah. Well, seminal band for me. Love records, man. They were just absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, you know. Um, but what do they consider? What do people call them? I'm, yeah. See, I don't know. That's exactly my point. And like Lycia always kind of fell in that because we're not a goth band. We're not yeah. a band. We're not, I mean, and that was always our frustration was that, you know, people want to put a label on you, but then you don't deliver what they think of that label. And so people are disappointed, <laughs> but it's like, it, it is, it's like, like Radiohead, what are they? Yeah. I mean, the, well, what you hear, cause you know, that's what's cool about them. They can do whatever the fuck they want and yeah. who knows alternative. That's what, right. that's what I would have yeah. called them three or 94 or that record came out, I would call them a 1980. I would call them uh, alternative. Yeah. You know? like so, you, think about, you think about a band like like Dead Can Dance. Mm -hmm. You put what them are, in the same genre as Christian Death, they're nothing yeah. alike. So I think that that's why to me it's just stupid to label anything. <laughs> like just it's dark and moody. Yeah, I mean, what do you, I, yeah, I agree. I, and then, yeah, like I said, he said, well, do you listen to genre? I'm like, I don't even that means, dude. You know, I don't even know what that means. So you're going to have to tell me if I listen to that. Because I listen to a bunch of shit, so I don't know. Right. Well, you are, you're super um, varied. Your tastes are broad, I would say. Yeah, I've, uh, I go from, well, my, you know, my dad, was text and he was a, a greaser from Missouri you know and uh, so from him I got the cash the you know Waylon Jennings you know, outlaw country um, George Jones, that kind of thing and my dad also liked Floyd and uh, ZZ Top and stuff like that and all that shit Seeger and you know, Bob Seeger uh, <laughs> so I got a lot I, I got a 
southern rock thing growing up as, as well. And then my mom, you know, she was a California hippie chick, and she, but she evolved with time, like rhythmics, and she came and got me out of my room in like 1986. And said, hey, come here, I need you to watch this video. And I walk in there and put her on on MTV, and she's like, I think you would really like, it. and you know, That's that cool. was that was it for me. Like. I, I was all over the place with Motley Crue and all this shit before then. I saw that and I was like, fuck that. That is, that's my shit, you know. That's cool. Yeah, so she's really to blame for all the shit I do now. Thanks, Mom. Uh, so, anyhow, but yeah, just the stigmas around things. They laugh and I was guilty. Of it too. Yeah, it's, but I, that's, that's one thing I love about Toby, man. He just, he just blurts it out there and fucking hilarious when he does that shit you know, you know his post yesterday um where he was calling out the bands that are going on tour mm-hmm. on his instagram stories i just i just had the message i said this is why i love you <laughs> yeah, you know and uh or like wait, wait i have to say some funny shit man i, I always I, sometimes I'll, I'll text him and be like dude that shit was fucking hilarious and sometimes i just you know let it go but yeah nicole does it too yeah, she does. Yeah, they're both as real as they come. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, great people. But uh, I love when they do that shit because I, I just can't do it because I don't want to engage anybody. I don't really care or want to talk to anybody. But uh, That's how I feel too. And I'm like, you know, no one would give a fuck if I said it anyway. So, you know. Well, I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> it's like I don't intentionally go out of my way to start fights with people. But if somebody comes at me with something, I'll let my thoughts be known, you know? Oh, definitely. But I don't, I mean, and I used to be more, I used to actually like to fight a lot, but it's just too exhausting now. Life is hard enough without adding extra drama to it. Yeah, you know, I, I have a tattoo right here that says day ruiner, you know, because uh, I was the same way. I like to engage and confrontation was my favorite thing. I'm like, fuck you, yeah. uh, Now I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna go do something else because you know, that's too much. I don't have any energy for that. Yeah. Uh, I used to be like a pit bull. Like I'd be totally chill, and then just that one thing too many, and then I would go, and then it would be like I will not let go. At the throat. Now, you have to like learn. Like I've definitely learned. Like this is not worth my time let it go don't engage walk away you don't need to be right you don't have to have your thoughts heard all the time you don't need everybody to know your opinion on every single thing but that's hard it's that's a hard lesson to learn it is because give you an opinion on freaking everything like you can't i like chocolate milk without somebody telling you how chocolate milk is stupid and white milk is better and you shouldn't drink milk at all because it's from a cow and blah 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 blah. and it's just like i don't even i i can't tell and you're probably the same way i don't know how many times i've started to post stuff just about random things like oh my god i watched superman last night and i loved it and i just delete it because i'm like invariable somebody's gonna rain on my parade and it's just gonna make me sad and piss me off so i'm just not even gonna bring it up like i'm dreading that, that's literally five i do that five times like yeah. even all the times you post stuff and i'm like i'm like yeah and then i'm just like yeah fuck it i'll just message her later yeah i know 
I just I don't. I want to engage from people. I just don't want to hear. Like you said, it's like raining. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's amazing when you see see how it goes stuff like that goes down on other people's pages like um i follow um kari payton is that his name kari payton the guy he's um he's cyborg on teen titans go also on the walking dead and um he posted this really cool drawing it was it looked like a comic book drawing of his character on the walking dead getting the vaccine and i'm just like here, you just read through the comments and all it is is all of this negative anti-vax this and you're stupid and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, people can't even post a picture of themselves without being attacked for it. You can't even be yourself. Yeah. You know? that's, that's almost why I really prefer uh, Instagram because you get less, I feel get less of it there it's definitely it's definitely nowhere near as bad like for instance um i don't know what you think of miley cyrus i don't have really much of an opinion one way or the other i think that i like her a lot now personality wise more so than when she was just being weird just to be weird to get attention right. that yep. stuff always rubs me the wrong way but i saw that um she did a cover of um that sunday song oh and she did yeah. cover because you know how she does those like backyard shows or whatever and i'm like oh, i want to i want to click on this and listen to it because she has like whether you like her music or not she's super talented she's got a very good singing voice oh she can anyway sing. she's a really good singer so i i clicked on this video and i'm like okay it sounds really good it sounds like her doing a cover of that song it was really nice it was like had a country sort of twang to it um, but it was really good. And then I'm scrolling down, looking through the comments and it was just one person after another, after another, after another, just ripping it. And I'm like, are you listening to the same song? Like, did you even listen to the song or did you just see Miley Cyrus and like ripped into it? You know, I am so glad you said that because I clicked on that today too, because I'm a huge Mazzy star fan, you know, yeah. clicked on it and I, oh, Mazzy star. That's right. I said Sundays anyway. Uh, yeah, I didn't even, I, <laughs> but uh i clicked on it I, but and i said i literally said to myself i don't know who you are you have to know that's good you know i know people are i didn't even look at comments and i almost posted on my page i don't give a fuck what you think she fucking killed that song you know and then I, I erased it because i didn't want to hear you know I started to comment on there too, and I said, "Nope, not doing it." You know, but she's done several. She did. She did a whole uh, cover. You know, where she could obviously hear what she could do a really good Courtney Love, and uh, she sang with Jolene. Oh, and what's that? Her Jolene cover, her Dolly cover of Jolene. So good. Yeah, she. I mean, I don't care if I if I'm supposed to like her or not. Um, and you know, she's actually a quite good actress as well. Um, you did? Did you see that Black Mirror that she was in? No, I didn't. But I've heard it was interesting. It was. It was really good. Uh, yeah. Really cool. That's what actually made me enjoy a little bit more. Was that? Uh, but yeah, she's done several covers, and I don't care who you are or if you like the way. And she was being kind of like cozy before, you know, like I'm weird. I'm gonna be like Gaga or whatever, you know. Um, 
but you can't hide the talent. Same with Lady Gaga. You know, I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, I really only liked her first couple records because it was being weird to be weird. Um, but same thing. I don't care who you are, if you listen to that lady sit there and play the piano and sing. Sure. You, know, you have is. to recognize the talent. It might not be your cup of tea, but that doesn't mean they don't have talent. Right. I, mean, I was really shocked kind of by the comments that I saw on that Mazzy Star thing because I, cause I was listening to it. I'm like, she sounds great and yep. the song was nice and like people were making fun of like this the, the room that she was in and it's like do you not get that this is a stage kind of goofy thing like who cares where the fuck that was singing i mean just people are ridiculous they are i'm glad i comments because i was actually quite impressed and like like i said i almost posted i backed off and said it's not worth it no it is not but that is brought that up because I was totally pretty like, oh, wow, man, that's really good. I guess I do like her, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, I've seen interviews with her. I watched part of an interview with her on Joe Rogan podcast, and she just seems like she genuine, like a genuine person, you know, <laughs> like she knows who she is. She know, you know, she knows what she is into and what she likes and, you know, I like genuine people. I might not agree with everything they say or what they do or whatever, but who the fuck am I to yeah, tell take them their life, you know? Like, yeah. but I, I just, I don't know. I think she's, I, I think she's genuine now. I think she was trying too hard after her post Disney channel thing to like, look at me, I'm edgy. Yeah. I got to get off this. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think she's, I think she's a cool chick. I don't know. Whatever. I guess that makes me uh, lame. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm right there with you. And, you know, it's funny. Right to it. I, I did when I was in my 20s. You know, like, like one day Toby posted, I posted something on, you know, that, uh, I, you know, that or whatever. And Toby's comment was literally the comment I've ever heard about myself. He said, you were too busy doing coke in the day to hurt off. And I was like, that is hilarious. But then I sent him a picture of desert with my shirt off and I was high as fuck on cocaine. You can tell I was like 140 pounds. And uh, I said that, said that uh, but I used to, you know, put tape on my cool stuff. He makes fun of that stuff. Do all kinds of weird shit. Just yeah. like, I like that shock. So I understand weird shit, but I do think a real person. And I, so. I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> Let's not fight. No, there's nothing to fight about. We agree. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't fight anyways. Even if, if, even if we didn't agree, I wouldn't fight about it. There's no point. That, I think, is the lesson learned in life is that there really is no point in fighting about stuff. Unless you're talking like human rights violations, you know. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a time. There's definitely a time. But over like entertainment and like trying to convince somebody that they're stupid for liking poison or it's such a petty weird thing that people that people do and i don't like you would think that they would grasp the fact that they probably don't like it when they someone does that to them yeah so you're doing why this. Do they then turn around and do it to somebody like it's very it's a very strange thing to me i i, I 
you summed it up perfectly when you said it's a bizarre waste of time. That is like, that's almost, that's a really, they should make a record waste of time, you know? <laughs> a really good saying. Record. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get tattooed on me somewhere just because that's, that's a bizarre waste of time. That's awesome. Yeah. But I think that's out of the world right now, our waste of time. Um, this is where I say I uh, want to becoming a wizard when I'm older. You know, we, you and I have talked about this private a lot. Of time. I want to be, you know, and I will. I'm old as hell. I'm going to buy a wizard costume. I'm going to walk around. I don't know where. Why? I don't know. Maybe you should, like, instead of buying one off of Wish, <laughs> you should, like, make this, like, a project of um, sewing it together, hand-sewn wizard robe. Like, I'm thinking that you could, you know, take your old, like, band t-shirts and, like, patch them together and make this, like, elaborate coat, of, I, many, coat of many colors kind of wizard robe of band t-shirts. Can I get Toby to make my wizard uniform? <laughs> I'm going to ask that. That'll be the new merch. Soft, soft kill wizard robe. Wizardry section. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'm kidding, but I had to bring that. I also want to bring that whittle, up. Uh, whittle down one of your um, guitars into a wizard's like staff. Oh God, I couldn't do that. Uh, but I do work in construction, so I have a material I can go grab and whittle yeah. on. Big piece of rebar. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, that's funny. I did. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to. Um, uh, Oh, we're talking about music and whatever. Um, my band, my first band, you know, Wise Man. One of the, uh, I actually wrote the first Wise Man song in 2005, like a week ago, and got a hold of guys, and we were going to meet people this year. You know, of course, we just put it out there, but that, that's exciting for me. Right on. So, yeah, and uh, Wise Man's completely different than Secret Post. Um, so when I send you the preview, don't be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. It's, so you're still doing stuff. Yeah, you know, and I think I've seen those lo-fi demos. Uh, and for some reason, I've been writing them in fours, you know, like when, when the quarantines or whatever, or shelter in place started. I did four, you know, eight days or whatever. Then I didn't touch a guitar, literally. I mean, not even once. Yeah. And I just about, you know, a month ago, I just recorded four more in a matter of, you know, five or six days, whatever. Uh, but what's fun about them is I gave, just to challenge myself as a musician, um, I gave myself one hour to write, compose, record, and, and you know, everything. One hour. That's it. So whatever I had in one hour, I'm going to stay in it. And I thought, you know, I don't here uh but it actually worked out where uh so which is really strange that's cool it's kind of like there uh, what is that thing nanorimo whatever is that what it's called where um every year they do that writing thing where you're supposed to write x amount of words a day and it doesn't matter what it is you just write similar to that yeah this is something fun to do uh can't play with your 
they might as well just uh, do something. So have you, have you guys been doing any of that um, writing? Yeah, actually. Um, I know you, but, uh, Mike plays guitar all the time. Um, and we have, we're working on an EP. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say Don't what. say it. <laughs> Don't say I better, it. I better not say anything. But um, yeah, we're, we're working on an EP and like we're working with John Fair. And um, he was early Lycia. And mm -hmm. then um, Dave Gollis is coming back. We're going to do a, at least one song with him. And uh, so we've been, yeah, we've been working on stuff. Plus we're prepping to do that Phoenix uh, thing. We're supposed to do our video by this weekend, by the way. Well, I don't think we're going to get ours done. Uh, yeah, I've got one guy in, uh, in my band that is not, uh, he's in quarantine, like actual quarantine. Oh, no. Like, what do I, you know? So I thought about just doing like a, uh, like a program and then playing yeah, love it. I don't even know what to do. You know, I don't want to like shortchange whatever you know we're supposed to be doing. But uh, these days, I'm like, you know, what do you do? You have a guy no, I out. Think, I think that would be fine. Because last time was really fun for the the cat. You know, the, the sanctuary deal that was super fun. We got to a venue all ourselves and that was really fun. Uh, and this time, you know, we have people that are actually uh, oh my oh great. <laughs> is he is he sick or has he just been exposed? Exposed like trace contact. So yeah. oh that's scary. Yeah, but I don't want anything to do with you know I'm like no. Oh. No. No. I uh, I know well, remember I remember talking to you when this thing first kind of started and how paranoid we both were about the germs and like gargling apple cider and listerine and only was. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, like every time you went grocery shopping, you know, did like the pickup, it would literally take an hour and a half. But here, here, my wife's a nurse in RN, so she's she's you know, and it, that's what another thing. It always makes me laugh whenever I see videos of oh the hospitals are in. No, they're not. No, they're not. She tells me there are people are in the fucking hallways. You know. Yeah. So we still wipe down groceries with the wipes. Oh, and all. us too. But shit, it takes for my kind of grocery shopping used to not be that big of a deal now. So I fucking dread it. I'm like, oh my god, you know. I, I have two teenagers and a five year old boy, and the one 15 year old eats enough for like four regular men. Right. And so, like five hundred dollar run, we do it, and you know, that's a lot of shit to wipe down. It's like, oh. yes, yeah. <clears throat> I no end up doing. Um, I get all my stuff delivered, and it sounds so fancy. But um, <laughs> oh, oh, we'll, tag <laughs> we'll tag team it. So like Michael wipe everything down outside on the porch and then I bring it in and then I do all the stuff that we put in the sink and the hot water, like glass and cans and stuff. But it's a whole ordeal. But like, you know, and I know so many people who don't take this seriously and they think like, that's ridiculous. You don't need to doing it. Well, we're not sick. So... And we can't afford to get sick. Mike has juvenile diabetes. If he gets sick, it could be really bad. So, well, here's the deal. You know, um, a thing that my family has experience with is people say, you know, it's not going to be me. It's right. Not. And uh, so my wife's child passed away at two and a half from something like one in six million. 
doctor that studies. And so it's really close to, to our family that, you know, well, it's not going to be me. Right. Not, if there is, I don't understand how a parent, you know, and I'm not, I'm not ragging on anybody, you know, it's your own choice. You do whatever, but I don't understand how as a parent, even a point zero 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 one chance is not enough for you to say, you know what, I'd rather be safe than sorry. A hundred percent. I agree with you completely. It's not I mean, worth the risk. No, I mean, here, here's the deal. If, you're, if your child gets sick and passes, I, I'm going to say from experience, you don't want that. That's, that's. I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how you move on. I really don't. It's a, uh, so if there is a chance that could be, would you not rather uh, have done too much for no reason or done too little and, and lose something that you can never get back? So. Uh, I, I can't even, I mean, that's exactly it. And you know what? What do you get out of it? Extra clean groceries. No. Well, here's the deal. You know, even before this shit, you know, I had a buddy who worked laugh on me because I'll put on a leather work glove to pump my gas. Okay, maybe it wasn't a weird virus, but I don't want balls. What if they were touching their balls or scratching their asshole? And I don't know what you do. If you wash your hands, bro, I don't want to touch that. So yeah. I've been using hand sanitizer long before any of this, you know. If I opened a free or like a, a convenience store or whatever, my friends will laugh at me because, you know, I'm 6'3". When I reach up, my reach is 8 foot. I'll reach to the very top of your fucking door and open. They're like, why are you opening it up there? I'm like, because no one else is. <laughs> no one else is. Exactly. I don't want anybody else in here is touched because that's gross to me. So I was kind of built, you know, I already, and, you know, it didn't yeah. change my, uh, except for wearing masks. Right. We even had masks in the house because, where Mike used to work, people used to come in there sick all the time to the point where he would complain about it because they were literally sick and they would come to your desk and cough on you and then say, oh, it's just allergies. And he'd be like, well, it's funny how your allergies are catching from person to person. Yeah, so he masks. Like he, if somebody was sick at work, he would just take out a mask and put it on. And they always made fun of him about it. And he don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you, whatever. But um, so we already had some on hand when this whole thing started. And like, I've been working from home for nine years anyway, so it didn't affect me at all. But you know, it's, it's, it's hard having your kids at home and they're missing out on social interaction with their friends. And you know, it's just a different thing, but I would, I would rather him miss out on some stuff now than die. Yeah. Then, I mean, you want to miss out on stuff now or you want to miss it in life? Right. Or him bring something home from school and get one of us sick and then we're gone. And then he doesn't have a parent. And imagine yeah. the guilt of that. Okay, so I have a story for that. A friend of mine today told me that um, somebody that she knew just passed from COVID. And he had begged his daughters, please don't go out for New Year's. And they went out anyways, got oh. sick, gave him COVID and he died. Can you imagine the guilt of that for the rest of your life because you couldn't sit your ass at home? No, no, I can't. no, I can't, you know, uh, I don't I've know only, how you get past something like that. You don't, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I have one, I have one parent and, uh, and I'm a mama's boy, straight up, straight up mama's boy. And, uh, there is, you know, I my mother four times in March 
you know, and I'm, I'm the guy that I call on every day, every single day. I don't care who fucking knows it or not, you know, I'll break your fucking nose, you know, but I'm a mom as well. I'll crawl on her lap and, you know, you know I, don't give a I don't give a fuck what people think about that. But, uh, so, you know, it's been really hard. That's been hard. And she, you know, she's getting older and stuff. And, uh, she, she misses her grandchildren, but we do it anyways. Yeah. The only time I've seen her is outside. You know, we've been, you know, and it's fucking freezing here in the wintertime. So it sucks balls. Uh, we've had a few outside things and like, you know, hug and grandchildren and shit. And then I see, I mean, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not talking shit or whatever, but I see some, you know, people I know that are having elderly parents over and I'm just, what are you going to do if they, I mean, I know. how would you feel? I mean, just holy shit, you know, I mean, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And like, Yes, it sucks not being able to see your friends and your family and stuff, but it's like at the end of the day, like all these people that got together for Christmas, what if that's the last Christmas that you'll ever have because you all got each other sick and killed some of you? Absolutely. You couldn't let it pass for one year so that you had years to come. You know, it's just, it's, we live in such a strange up is down and down is up society right now that. I know. I don't even, you know, I hope that I don't even know what to say. It's just such a fucking weird time. It's a weird time to be alive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, there's just the extreme hatred between people right now. It's just so ridiculous to me. You know, I don't give a fuck who you voted for. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Really, and, you know, unless you're a straight up, you know, xenophobe, freak nasty, you know, or whatever. But, uh, it's just uh, the human race right now. I'm, I'm just wondering if Mother Earth's going to say, okay, fuck it, I've had enough. You know, I've had enough of you motherfuckers. I'm just going to cream. Because it seems like that's, I, I feel terrible. I, uh, right now. You know, sometimes, like, you think, I feel like, I feel like in the past when, like, huge, horrible things happened to society, it sort of, like, drew people together bonded everyone but this seems to have done the exact opposite of that and yeah. it's so it's such a weird thing too because like in the past like people seem to prize like intelligence and science and progress like you wanted to send somebody to the moon you wanted vaccines to like eradicate disease. And now it's like some of us do still want to do those things. And then other people are like, no, I would rather just die. <laughs> like it's so weird. It's fucking weird, you know? And it's, you know, what's weird is when it's someone you've known for a long time or something, you know? And like I said, I'm not passing judgment because who the fuck am I to judge me? But, uh, there's a lot of wows that you know, I feel like when Owen Wilson all every day going, wow, wow. I read something like And I have unfriended more people, you know, than I have ever. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't do it, you know, and you say something. And, you know, and, I, and it, that is not to get rid of the, uh, you know, the latest from a band. The only reason I really kept Facebook is to, you know, because it's a great networking tool and this and that. But I'm just about ready to call it a day on that shit. You know, 
felt like it. and just be on Instagram. But I, I would miss, you know, things with people like you. That yeah. Posts. Right. But, so I almost want my shit down to like 100 people only. I got to find the 100 people that I actually give a shit about what they post and that's right. it. It's, it's rough. And like, it's, I, I feel this sense of mourning like every day for like, really for like the last four years, just this, finding out some ugly things about some people that I've liked a lot and people very, very close and mm-hmm. like knowing that they actually hate people like me, but they don't realize they hate me because they know me. But if they didn't know me, they would hate me. Yes. And like, it's people in your family and really people that you grew up with and stuff like that. And it's really disturbing to me because in the past, it, it, people were like Republicans and Democrats and like you argued about it a little bit, but at the end of the day, it was just kind of whatever. But now it's like this ugly thing. It is. But I understand it because it's all like all the moral implications of a lot of it. Like it's so far this way and that way now. It's not, you know, I feel like be like here's right now and it used to be we're just a little bit different back in the day. Yeah. And maybe that's being naive and being younger and age were just so great. Uh, I don't think so, though. Because I feel like, you know, humans were better to each other in the 80s and 90s uh, because it was closer to the 60s when all the stuff, you know, really went down. And I feel like it was a better time. How do you go backwards? I don't understand how you go, you know, we're so fucking far back. <laughs> I don't even want to. You know, and like I started getting, um, I started getting weirded out not too long back with uh, you know all the police brutality and stuff and the killings. You know, my wife is brown. I told her I said I don't want you to go to the grocery store at night. I, uh, I'm free because she's you know, you know um, not that this means anything, but you know, like she, she has a Porsche, you know, so I don't want her to be. And I live in a very suburban place, very outside of the big city, kind of hee haw. And I don't want, you know, Cletus pulling her over and being like, where'd you get that car? Right. And then sure being like, fuck you, bro. You know, right. And, you know, and I bet maybe that, but these days it's in my head. Of course. Terrible thing. You know, I don't feel like it was like that 15, 20 years ago at all. I know. I don't know if it's that we didn't see it because people hid it. Yeah, we didn't maybe, see it. Yeah, maybe they they hid it then, and it's more in, like people have becoming become more emboldened to show who they are. I don't know, but it's supercomputers in our hands, so everything is accessible. You know, uh, yeah. but that's a weird to have for me. But, uh, that's just weird. Uh, from all, from where I don't feel like well, I feel like so much further than this as a as humans. Yeah, it's really it's disturbing to me. And mm-hmm. even you know with the whole vaccine thing, and like I keep seeing all these people posting how they're they they will not get the vaccine, they're not going to get the vaccine, blah 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 blah. And like some of these people I know for a fact are vaccinated, like their parents got them all their vaccines. But yet now you're suddenly skeptical. And it's like, I feel like people used to be 
they used to like appreciate science and advancement more than they do now or something. It's almost like it's becoming like witchcraft again. You know what I mean? Like instead of it being like all oh, these scientists worked to find this cure and people being thankful, they think they're witches again. You know, like, oh, it's just witchcraft. It's really weird. I'll admit, I, I at the very beginning of this thing, I thought it was too rushed. And I told my wife, I don't that from that coming. You know, and it took me, and I, I talked to my friends about this. It's not like, oh, wait, I have literally in, in my vein, you know, and, uh, you know, had relations with things I should, you know, I'm still alive. So what the fuck am I worried about? You know, I literally have put drugs in me that, that have way worse stuff in it, probably, you know. And so I, I was caught up with that. Oh, wait a minute, they rushed it too fast. You know, this company's super, but whatever. So I was totally guilty of that at first, you know. And then I just had to turn my brain on. For wait a minute. Getting, you know, already had several, you know, at least I didn't have polio. That shit too, you know. Well, and I think it's, I mean, it's normal to be scared and skeptical. You should be concerned. Like, that's common sense. But to be straight up, Bill Gates is putting nanotech into this vaccine to track. I mean, really? I'm like, hey, motherfuckers, you have that nanotech in your pocket 24 7. You do a number when you were born. Well, I mean, it's already there. If you talk about sailboats right now, tomorrow, our phones are sitting tomorrow, sailboats will come on your Facebook feed. Right. So you already have a microchip in your motherfucker. It's called an Android. So. Right. so it's just, it's bizarre to me the, the illogical um, mindset of a lot of people. It's disturbing to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What can well, you do? Just do what you do. <laughs> do the right thing for yourself and keep on keeping on keep on keeping yeah okay let's get off the morbid stuff i know yeah. right yeah like the whole world so. so what are, so you mentioned that you're going to be a wizard now how are you taking these steps towards becoming a wizard well, I feel like I've got a I've got a step up, you know, leg up in this because you know my mom has been uh, into Wicca since it you know before it was popular. Uh, it was not one of the Instagram Wicca, right? You know, actual, you know, since the the early eighties. Uh, I'm just kidding about that, but you know, I feel like, uh, and I don't know, I just have this thing that you know, like I I was reading a. Uh, you know, The Hobbit and things like that. And there was still more really when I was in fifth grade. And I just love wizards. And I figured now that I'm older, I'm like, man, when I, I reach the age where I can really, you know, because you do become invisible at a certain age. Yeah. Talking to my mother about this, and it's really strange, you know, becoming, she feels like becoming to that point where you become invisible, you know, which is weird. So I, ref I refuse. I refuse to put on wizard outfit. You're gonna see me, and I'll be like, "You shut up!" <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I do that, you know. I don't know. I think it's fun, and I like wizards a lot. <laughs> Start growing the beard at some point. 
I don't know if I do that. I'm not uh, for myself. Uh, mostly because my kid's red and called like some evil Irish. Like young Santa. Yeah, like like. Oh, he looks like a Santa Claus. Yeah, I'll do that kind of thing. Santa Claus or something. Uh, <coughs> no, but I just like and I think wizards are cool. I think I'll have to become like an old swamp witch or something. A swamp witch? What we'll to come? A desert we'll witch? I don't know. What we'll to, we'll to hang out? I think I've seen that before, a swamp bitch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I need a render. What does this look like? I need a render. I need a map. Like, but I'm going to need a render. Swamp witch. <laughs> you can make that happen. Yeah. But, I don't know. I used to say I was going to keep dyeing my hair black until the day I died. So I would be that creepy little old lady with jet black long hair. And then a couple years ago, I was just like, I'm so done dyeing my hair. Like it's such, my hair grows fast. So it would be like you dye it and it would look good for two weeks and then it would be time to dye it again. And finally I was just like, I'm over this. So I haven't dyed my hair in like, I think that's probably about two years now. So I'm not going to be the creepy little old lady with the jet black hair, but maybe the creepy little old lady with white hair down to her ass. That's kind of creepy. From you the swamp. See that. But from the swamp. Well, yeah, sure. The desert. Where does the swamp? Come in? There's no desert, or there's no swamp in the desert. Oh, that reminds me. So desert. <laughs> I don't before about the song desert from mm -hmm. um, uh, crazy that uh, when I lived in the desert <laughs> that song uh, actually I went on a three-day banter once and I literally played desert on repeat for three days while I was awake on drugs oh wow. um, yeah and then so then it turned into uh, I went from that to wish impossible things by the cure for literally three days. So but those were the two songs I was going through. Oh, that's some interesting. So on this bender, did you have any um, visions or, you know, um, I guess visions while you were doing this? I think uh, I chose Desert because that was, uh, there, were, there were about four or five songs I was listening to. And I got to the, you know, I've been to some pretty dark places in my life, you know, I've had to rebuild myself. And, uh, but desert always seemed to be the one that, uh, I would go to, like, it sounds funny. I said it when I would go, I would go out in the middle of the desert and listen to desert. Um, you know, like at the time I had a van that I bought my band so we could tour, you know, and, uh, so I would take it out and uh, I lived in the mountain uh, right outside of Palm Springs. And, uh, but I just wanted to uh, express to you song was in a time of my life where it was uh bad times yeah i brought that up uh but it, now it sounds funny to say out loud i, I like the song desert a lot when i was in the desert <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you that album changed my life obviously because um somebody sent me a dubbed copy of ionia as a pen pal and as soon as i popped it in like I'm right in the person's back and like the music popped in and I was like, like it stopped me. And then I went back to writing and then when Mike's voice kicked in, I literally was like, I'm done. And yeah. I, 
I'm like, I have to know this person. I wrote my friend back and I'm like, who is this band? Initially, I thought it was a Carl McCoy side project because Mike's voice sounds a lot like Carl McCoy from Fields of the Nephilim to me at the time. Uh, but anyways, so I write this guy back and I'm like, who is this band? Do you have an address for them? Blah, 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 blah. So then I wait for his letter to come back and he's like, no, I don't have an a, a email. There wasn't even an email. I don't have an address. Here's, right. <laughs> here's project um, projects address. So I wrote project at, uh, a letter and I'm like, please give me an address where I can contact this person. And Sam wrote me back and, and was like, I assume because you don't have Mike's address that you have a, a dubbed copy of the cassette because it comes, the address comes on the, anyway. So he was basically yeah. like ripping on me for having like a, a dubbed copy of the album. But anyway, he sent me Mike's address. And so I started writing to Mike or whatever. Years later, when Mike and I got married, Sam had my original letter that I had written to him asking for Mike's address, and he had that framed and gave that to us. That is super kind of funny. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah, so that that album is obviously super important to me. Like everyone will always say, "Well, what's your favorite Lycia album?" That has to be it because it changed my like literally changed my life. So that's the one that drew me in for sure yeah. i think i still have the original i bought when i was a teenager uh, in my funny. cd collection that you know doesn't do anything now because they're on the phone but i do have it still. Uh, that's cool but i just wanted to express to you how important that uh, that album and that's great pass that message along to mike that's cool let me, see, let me look at my notes here. What am I missing? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> you have notes. It's so funny. I do, and I'm not, not doing that before. I'm not having that. Uh, we, uh, we, covered, we covered most of my stuff. Yeah. And some, a whole lot of other prolific things. Um, yeah. That's why I think this is fun, because you just kind of have a rough idea what you think you might just talk about, and then it always... Oh, we went into some weirdness. <laughs> well, it went better than I thought. I was not, I would, you know, end up talking about, oh, cats. I forgot. <laughs> we can talk about cats. I uh, always okay. see you commenting on my friend Stephanie's kitties. Always. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge cat. Um, I like dogs too. I've had dogs, you know, in my life, yeah. but I don't really identify with them, but just cats. cats. Old. I, I myself am somewhat of an asshole. Um, they don't depend on anybody other than having a suit or whatever, but that's what for. Um, uh, anyways, I that and uh, I always I, I love animal pictures. Animal pictures. I think that's what we need. I, I mean, that's what we need to focus on is animal pictures. Maybe that will fix all yeah. the. Needs. I follow a lot of hamsters foxes um the uh, brussels awesome. dogs and um i i follow several um vacation things one is for france one is for italy and one is for sweden 
So I get all these beautiful like posts about Sweden and Italy and France and then like a hamster eating a cracker. You know, like all the, and then of course all my gothy witchy bands and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, Instagram is so much more pleasant, I think, <laughs> than Facebook. There, there is a group on Facebook that uh, is really cool. It's the view from my window. There. Oh. It's really cool. It's like people all around the world post their view from their window. You oh, know, from, cool. Yeah, from like Thailand to somewhere in Ohio to, you know, yeah. uh, East France or, you know, it's really cool, but uh, I really like that page because you know it's, it's basically people just seeing a picture out their window, and it's all these, you know, from Alaska to it's it's crazy. But I recommend that one. That's a good one to. Yeah, that's cool because it, it's interesting. Like I'm a, I, I could definitely be a peeping tom. <laughs> I like to just watch people, like, and not for a creepy reason. Like I don't want to know what you're doing and with your girlfriend or whatever, but just. <laughs> I just like to watch people. And so something like that, I think is interesting because everyone's so weird and different and interesting to me. Like I love reality TV, even though I know it's all scripted, but normal people just are endlessly fascinating to me. So seeing how somebody lives and like what their view, like, like when somebody posts a picture like of you in your room, I wouldn't look at you. I'd be looking in the back to see what kind of things you have. Because yeah. that's interesting to me. I'm the same way, you know. And uh, I have this thing. I talk to someone on the phone. I like to imagine where you're, you know, I, I, I don't know where you're at. So, like, uh, but it's, it's kind of weird. Maybe some of my friends are weird. I'm like, you know, tell me about your environment. Because it makes me feel better to know, for me to know where you're at. You yeah. Know, it's and yeah, and like, yeah, I'll be driving along, you know, and there'll be a house with lights on. Like, I wonder what they're doing. You know, not in a weird way, but like. Yeah, exactly. It's not creepy. I mean, yeah, it probably yeah. is creepy, but like, probably, I, yeah. I totally, when I was a kid, I used to totally, like, at nighttime go out and like, this is my neighbors if they knew this. I would just go and like look in their windows and like watch them watching TV. And like, I mean, that's probably really creepy. But it was just interesting to me to watch people when they don't know they're being watched. Oh my God, that sounds so creepy. Yeah, the more you say it out loud, it's, I know what you mean, but <laughs> funny. Uh, I don't do that anymore, let me state for the record. I was a little kid, but yeah, I mean, I still would if it was legal, but it's not. Well, have you seen those weird videos um, of like people living in people's uh, ceilings, like in New York apartments where they have fucking uh, videos of coming out and taking food and shit. That's horrifying. Dude, I mean, they're not doing anything weird, but how fucking weird would that be? To no, be that's horrifying to think but, that someone's living in yeah. your walls and stuff. No. Yeah. See, that reminds me of, uh, you know, the Stephen King book, Cat's Eye. That, you remember that movie in the 80s, The Cat's Eye? I didn't see it. But it really fucked me up when I was little. <laughs> uh, it's this little uh, whatever it is that comes out of the wall and uh, yeah it's got a little swirly sword and it sucks the breath out of you while you're oh. sleeping uh, the folklore is that cats will suck the breath out of the yeah, baby yeah, yeah. yeah, the whole time it's this little fucking goblin that comes out of the wall but it's only like this big you need to watch that shit because it yeah. you know 
You know what I think? I think I saw somebody posting stills from that. Does it look like almost like a little like tribal trollish looking thing? Yeah, it's like a little Was Karen Black in the movie? What's that? Was Karen Black in the movie? You know, it was it's it probably came out in eighty two or eighty three. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. That's uh horrifying. I don't remember the actors, but yes, it totally, you know, and I had night terrors as a child, so that really probably really helped me out a whole lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. For letting me watch that fucking movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, things living in the wall, that's just... That. So you said you had night terrors as a child, so I love spooky stuff, um, yeah. talking about spooky stuff. So when you had, do you have them as an adult? Uh, rarely. Um, not like I used to have them. Like, uh, I used to have them so bad that, um, well, I had them so bad, I would, my mother would uh, try to wake me up and I would hallucinate. I couldn't wake up out of the, out of the dream and I would hallucinate and, and, you know, just totally be out of control and, you know, this and that. So she took me to a, a psychiatrist or whatever and all this stuff. And, uh, they put me on medicine to keep me from because my mom was scared that if I died in my dream, I would die for real, you know. Right. And so, but they they put me on this medicine, and then my mom took me off it because she thought that I wouldn't be able to run or defend myself from whatever was in my dream that I would actually die. So the whole routine that she would have to do, she had to wake me up and take me to the bathroom sink and splash water on my face and do all this weird shit. And uh but it's really strange that, you know, I had those kind, and then I also have this recurring dream I've had since a child. And it wasn't until probably five, six years ago I talked to my mom about it because it's not really scary. What it is, it's a, it's a dream where it's more like a feeling. And it's like, if I look at my arm, like my arm is like really thin and then my hand is regular size. And when you see it, you have this almost uh, nauseating feeling and it's that's why it's and you want to wake up really quick because it's this just that and anyway so i tell my mother about this and she has the same fucking dream her whole life like we share this what and she was like no one has ever been able to describe to me because you know I'm, I'm i'm pretty good with words i'm not i'm not as talented writer as you are but i, oh. I can be scripted and uh and when i described it tripped us both out like big time we were both like holy shit she has the hi Sashi. It's one of the kitties. <laughs> uh, That's so weird. Yeah, but it's not it's not like a scary dream. It's a it's a more of a feeling and it's like uncomfortable. Yeah, like big to uh, I can't even describe it. And like I said, and it's like when you look at yourself, it's like your arm is like, you know, this, I don't know, like like That's a so weird. Like a guitar cable. Like if I was looking at my arm, my arm would be Okay, well, then my hand's like normal size. And when you see it, it gives you this disgusting view. Wow, I wonder what that means. Yeah, I don't know. And it's always in a uh, very, very light um, kind of pastel 70s green room. And that was the color of my room when I was a baby, my mom said. So that's what that oh. color I That's weird that that's in there. Uh, but it's super strange that that's been a dream that she has had and you don't have it all the time it's probably once now once every four or five years maybe yeah uh, but she's uh no i can tell you how old she is because that's for until ladies age but uh she's been having it her whole life and 
she had never mentioned it to anyone because it's so hard to describe. Right. But it was super weird that my mother wow, has Wow, that. that is weird. Yeah, but it's not like a night terror. The night terrors were, uh, I can remember some, I had them all the way when I was 10 or 11. And uh, it was the it was the sleep paralysis, you know, um, not being able. But I also uh, from that learned how to control my dreams pretty well. Like I, if I wake up from a dream and I want to continue having that dream, I can continue having it like I sleep about eighty percent of the time. That's cool. Uh, yeah, same thing. If I if I'm in a dream and I don't like the way it's going, eighty percent of the time I can say, "Wake up! This is this is a dream," and I can myself before it gets oh, to the cool. Yeah. So, whatever, however, I trained myself for that, you know, as I was a tormented child. Was, <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. But um, now there's a movie called Pan, Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you know, the guy with the, with the eyes. Yeah. And his, I used to dream about that guy when I was 14. So, when I saw that movie, I fucking flipped out. Another movie is called uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Have you seen that? No, I have not seen that one. I don't think I saw that one. I don't think so. The little guys that live underneath the ground that whispers to you that eat children's teeth. That's what they eat. That's I, used to dream, I used to dream about that when I was three years old as well. So when I watched that movie, it literally gave hair standing up. So if, if uh, someone wrote that, they obviously have dreamed as well or you know but how weird is that that makes me yeah. think that's weird because that's it does make you wonder like how many of us have the same dreams and we don't know it because we don't talk about it you know oh. like there'd be no reason for me to tell you i had a dream about xyz unless right. it's relevant and so like maybe that person dreams this guy and you know like maybe there are these spirit beings or something or you're tapping into this like alternate dimension where these things really exist and you know who knows i find all that fascinating oh well you need, uh if you have not seen afraid of dark you need that is a it is because i mean it may, may not be dreams it's not that it's scary but who would dream up little things that like to come out and eat, eat? right that's creepy. Aww. This is what that my, my youngest son calls the lost kitty because uh, she was in a house that we were building, living underneath the bathtub. She Aww. Had, small she is. She was pregnant. All her babies died because it was cold outside. Aww. She's so little. Okay, there you go. Uh, so I suckered my wife. You know, we're gonna foster it healthy because she was skinny, had worms, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, she's she's staying. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. Dream. So do you have have you do you have any kind of dreams like that, like recurring? I love recurring. I, I do have recurring dreams, but I can't really remember them to tell you, but I know that when I have them, I'm like, oh, I've had this dream before. <clears throat> I have re I have a lot of recurring themes and I'm sure they're all centered around anxiety. Like I have, a re I have recurring dreams all the time where I'm at an amusement park on like a roller coaster 
or something like that. And as I'm on it, I realize I'm not buckled in. And so the entire time I'm like stressing out, like holding on for dear life, clearly a stress dream. But yeah. I, there's definitely places that I, I dream of, but I can't remember them when I'm awake to say, to tell you. But I do have this thing where um, sometimes I'll be sound asleep and my eyes will just pop open and I'll see stuff in the room. Mm -hmm. um, it's happened it's it's happened less than 10 times in my life but it's always like weird when it happens because it's usually it's not scary when it's going on because your eyes just open it's like you're they just literally just open and you'll see something and you're looking at it going what is that why is that here and then your brain goes wait a minute that's not supposed to be here and then you freak out and then it disappears but i've seen like people in the room. I've seen, um, the scariest one was I woke up and there was a guy standing at the foot of the bed that looked like predator. Oh. That was scary. <laughs> yeah. And just re like, usually, like, usually it's like an amorphous ball of light or I see, I've seen spiders a couple times and they will be like big spiders like this big. And it just happened to me actually last week. I was sleeping in the bed, woke up, and I saw this spider that was about this big across the room on the edge of the ceiling. And I'm looking at it and going, okay, there's a giant spider on the ceiling. And I watched <laughs> it walk all the way across the, the ceiling. And as it's going, I'm like, I said to myself, oh yeah, this is one of those things that happens to me. And so it didn't scare me at all that time. And I just, this big spider walk all the way across the room till it got right above my head and then it disappeared and then I went back to sleep like usually it startles me like that's not supposed to be there and it scares me but this time I was I said to myself oh yeah that's one of those things that I see and it didn't scare me I just was interestingly watching it and like thought to myself I wonder if it's going to disappear or if it's going to stay there you're super self-aware that's that's pretty Very cool strange. yeah I don't like it when it happens just because I don't know what it, like, I, I don't know what it is. So I don't like things I don't understand to happen to me personally. But you, you like stuff, but not for yourself. Right. Yeah, I'm I, fascinated by all of it. And, um, I try not to dabble too far into it because it creeps. Like, I don't, I don't like to draw any kind of negative energy to my, like, I'm all into like, you know, watching like ghost adventures and all this stuff, but I do not want any ghost anywhere near me. Don't want to experience it. Don't want to hear it. Never had any of that for yourself? Yeah, I have in the past. Um, but uh, I used to like me and my friends and stuff, we were into the occult and stuff like that when I was young. So like a lot of weird stuff happened back then, but it was uh, a lot of negative stuff. So I just don't even want to go there. So, um, you know, I like, I would never live in an old house. I just don't want nobody else's energy. Right. Not for me. Well, I'll watch on TV and I want to hear your stories about it and all that kind uh, of stuff. I don't want to experience it. Well, my, my great, um, you know, she had a, a shaman that followed her around life uh, spirit and uh, family thought she was fucking nuts and uh 
she she was a witch, you know, a long time, way before it was cool. Like when it was dangerous to be, you know, like in the 60s. Yeah. Super dangerous to even say that out loud. Uh, but I used to go nights with her. And everyone, you know, in the family kind of thought she was weird Aunt Bunny, you know, whatever. But uh, I was super cool. You know, because she always had, you know, uh, shades drawn and incense and candles and shit, you know. And, and she wasn't afraid of me. So she had the shaman that, that followed her from house to house. And uh, my grandmother, you know, full of shit. And she got really sick in the 80s and uh, went to stay. So she could take care of her. Well, she was sleeping on the couch. And my grandma was not a person that would believe in ghosts or shit like that at all. You know, no. And so he saw that the, the shaman came out, you know, and walked over to her, sat down. And said something to her in some language and whatever, and you know, did something. I can't remember if she forehead or on the chest, but she woke up the next day and said, Where are you going? Wow. And she uh, told my mother years later, she didn't want to be like, she was, you don't want to be crazy, like, ain't crazy, ain't done. Um, but that's where my mom got into them. But my mom knows more about it than I do, of course, but uh, yeah, that she had a shaman that followed her from house to house that I guess was protecting her or latched yeah. on her. It wasn't a nasty experience. Uh, I myself have had a very nasty experience. I lived in a trailer uh, once. I know I'm from Oklahoma. Yes, I've lived in a trailer. <laughs> I was born uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I lived in a trailer and this. Um, trailer house and uh, you know nobody it was vacant for a long time my dad you know he didn't, he didn't make very good money so we were very poor but uh so we had enough money to even anyways so i had a bunch of baseball caps. i've always been in the baseball cap so i had a bunch of kids and my dad lined them up all around so and he always thought i was fucking lying to him you know because i was like 12 years old and so i'd, I'd go in my room and i'd put my backpack against my door so it'd be open full of books you know and literally I would start dicking around or doing something or whatever or drawing or reading a book and the door would slam shut push my back and I would get this weird feeling in there and uh, my dad was you're full of shit whatever you know he was like I said a rough you know Marvel man type man ass dude you know God what made a fucking pussy you know? blah, blah. so uh, one day he cleaned my room before he came and got me from my mother's house and Hung all my hats up around the wall, you know, picked my whole room up, made it nice for me to come for the weekend or whatever. We get back from my mom's house and the room is fucking trashed like someone. All the blankets were off, all the hats were off the wall, all the shit in my closet was flung all out. And he was like, What the fuck? You know, so I, he said, Clean it up. So I cleaned it up or whatever. Blah, blah. And I brought my best friend over at the time. Uh, so we're in there and we're Slowers and old people and looking out the window, trying not to sleep at three o'clock in the morning, and the fucking door slams. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, we both take off and we go jump in bed with my dad. And he's like, What the fuck are you doing? Get out of my bed, you know, or whatever. Uh, so he still wouldn't believe me, still wouldn't believe me, but there was always something wrong with that room. It was always colder in there than the rest of the house. It had a weird feeling. And so after that happened, um, my dad thought it was weird that the hats or whatever, but he went back there and he went to the room and he said, he didn't, he's not a believer in that shit either. He said, he goes, my, all my hair stood up on the back of my neck. He goes, I got, I got chill bumps. 
And he goes right then. I said, all right, motherfucker, you can have this room. I'll take my son's shit out of it. You can have this room, but you got to fucking stay in the room because I pay rent here and I'm going to fucking live here. You know, my dad, like I said, he's tough guy. We closed that door, moved my shit out, never heard another whatever. So, like a year later, neighbors that never told us, assholes, that somebody got murdered in there, in that room. That oh, my gosh. That'd be in my room, you know, whatever. But, yeah, he literally just went and said, hey, you can have this room, man. I'll move all the shit out. Just leave us alone. You know, I want to fucking live here because I pay rent here. And it, it did. Like, all right, cool. But how yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. That was my room, man. I'm like, come on, Dad. You stuff in there. Uh, so people, you know, they don't believe in that stuff. That's fine uh, and dandy, but I witnessed it firsthand. It was negative, like you said, negative and gross. And uh, all it wanted was that room. And he did that. And that was it. You know, and that's what I always say about it, too. It's like, you know, I can't convince you that what I experienced was real. And I don't need to convince you that what I experienced is real you don't have to believe me and you don't, you know, whatever. I know, I know what I went through. You know what you went through. And if people haven't had to go through that stuff, good for them. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) But don't, you know, don't, don't tell somebody else what they experienced. You know? Oh, I like you. I like to hear about it and stuff, but I I don't really want any more of that. uh, Exactly. In my life. But, but, you know, I would like, uh, I do like it. Those where they go and you know, would you stay in this house overnight or whatever? I would like to do that. And then I think, what if it follows you back? And you, know, you see those things where they yeah, an attachment. Follow, yeah, and it follows you house to house, and then weird shit happens. I mean, man, I'm good. Yeah, it's better not to mess with it. I think. Yeah. Absolutely, because you don't want to. That'd be cool to have a shaman that heal you if you're sick. That's shit. <laughs> I'm you trying know- to go. Food, I want to go get some Italian food at an Italian restaurant. If I had that shaman, I'm like, oh, Rona, come on, cook me. <laughs> I could use one of those, but uh, yeah. mega thing. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. All right, let's see where are we at on time. Oh, it's about time. I've been running around two hours on these things. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know when I went into this, I, I said I was only going to talk for an hour, you know, do hour long ones. I can't say nothing in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. I had a really good time. Uh, I enjoy our chats and uh, we talk about you know, nonsense mostly, but that's, right. that's, that's good. That's how it is. I, yeah. I, I'm super happy that I finally got to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of these days, when I'm on my way back to, to the other desert to visit. I'll stop in and say, what's yeah, up? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, when life opens up again someday, who knows? Who knows? I know. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here and stay healthy and keep making music when you feel like making music. Okay. I will not wear Billy Squire shorts. <laughs> no, do it. I encourage that. <laughs> Bring that style back. 
Uh, all right. Well, you have a nice weekend and well, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right. Now, how do I turn this off? All right. <laughs> <laughs>